pigskin fans. Fans of the pigskin, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway worth up to $55 million in prizes. Up for grabs. All you need to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. So download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012 so they know a thing or two about paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code DNVR to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code DNVR now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply See DraftKings.com for detail. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Ha-ha. That's good. Broncos podcast featuring guest John Na from at Bolts underscore Blitz. John spent 35 years working in the Chargers organization. He has, is as deep of an insider as you can be. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the Chargers head coaching hire and Brandon Staley. And also the big thing, um, Matthew Stafford going to the uh, Rams, not the Broncos, like we all were thinking maybe, maybe it could happen. Maybe it could be a fair price, but Stafford for Jared Goff was a massive haul for the Rams, so we'll get into all of that. Uh, Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, so use code DNVR when you sign up to take advantage of their can't-miss offers, and of course, my coffee company, Benchwarmer Brew. If you want to buy some of my bullshit, it's coffee, and it's really good, and it's not shit, but it is bullshit, and you can buy it. Okay, guys, welcome back, John. Sunday. First Hi. Sunday without football. Kind of crazy. Sunday and then another, well, for a while, right? Or after next week, but. This yeah. is this is one of my like least favorite days of the year because it's, it's a preview of what Sundays are going to be like from – you know, the second week of February up until you can kind of say the preseason, but really not until the regular season, not until week one. Yeah. yeah and honestly, it was, a, it was a bad weekend for Colorado sports fans. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> Awful. The, the Rockies trade Nolan Arenado for nothing. In fact, they give $50 million mm-hmm. to the St. Louis Cardinals to take him get jack shit in player compensation in return 
a, a trade so bad it's already been ranked the second worst baseball trade of all time the Ari- <laughs> the arizona cardinals are dunking on the rockies uh saying stop asking us when we're going to announce the nolan arenado trade and yes the rockies are now being compared to the houston texans as a joke of an organization. At least the Texans got a second rounder and David Johnson back. Yeah, they got something. It was like they didn't get nearly the value they should have, but you're like, okay, yeah. at least they, they, you can, a second round pick can be a great player. David Johnson was their, maybe their second best offensive weapon, yeah, uh, skill bad. player wise. So, um, yeah. And then last night, you know, I'm enjoying a Saturday night, my first Saturday where I'm not going to do shit on Sunday, <laughs> watching uh, the HBO movie, uh, The Small Things with Denzel oh, Washington. Yeah. I think uh, it's The Little Things. The Little Things, that's right. Yeah. Because uh, multiple people started tweeting me that uh, I look like Jared Leto in that. And then my cousin <laughs> texted me and sent me a picture of Jared Leto. And... Uh, I'm uh, happy to say at his absolute worst, I look like Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> is the movie any yeah. good? It's, it's pretty good. It's decent. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I'm going to check it who, out. Who directed it? Uh, I don't know. know. Is it like a, it's a, it's like a procedural mystery kind of movie? Like yeah. It's like a, a regular Hollywood mystery movie. You guys should watch. Um, you should watch the Sound of Metal on Amazon. Oh, I've almost really watched good. that. Yeah, the documentary, right? No, it's a, it's a, it's a feature. Oh, is it? Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's about, about heavy heavy metal drumming. It's about a heavy metal drummer who like loses his hearing. Oh, yeah. really good. I like yeah. it already. Break out the sound system, crank up the bass. Good time. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the. Good the the sound of fucking and it's about a porn star who loses his <laughs> <laughs> sorry Is it the sequel to boogie nights <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay john i'll start with you about this uh matthew stafford thing because you thought the broncos were going to get him uh yeah as a chargers fan how happy are you that the broncos didn't get him and are you surprised he went to la I, I I was actually really surprised he went to LA, but I think it's not a bad move at all. But um, I'm interested to see how he plays with a good, you know, with a good team around him. And um, hopefully he's, hopefully he proves people wrong. Yeah. Uh, it would, it would be a huge letdown if he like totally sucked, you know? Yeah. And I always knew, but I always knew that the Rams had to move on from Jared Goff. That was an obvious. And so it was interesting to see how they, went about that because i thought the contract would tie him up but obviously it didn't and so it's it's fun to see teams kind of do things differently that you have seen in the past especially in the league and especially with big contracts we've never seen someone get moved off like that so it's 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 like oh is it this is this the new thing in the nfl now like people just anyone's tradable all the rams do is is move on from big contracts Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's something they do in the NBA a lot, where a team who's totally screwed by a massive contract finds a shitty team that's rebuilding and has a ton of cap space, and they're like, "Here, you can have uh, you can have our first round pick. You pay him. Uh, we get that off our books. We kind of get to start over and try to win now, 
doesn't matter. The line, who are the Lions going to pay? Like, what do they need that money for? Seems like they're trying to to bottom out this year. Maybe not. Maybe they do play Jared Goff, but it could be like a Brock Osweiler situation with the Browns a few years ago, where they just cut him after uh, after the preseason. Yeah, it uh, it'll be interesting. I, and the other part, like I think, I guess the sad part of this is like Jared Goff's not a bad quarterback. He's just not no. like a he's not a I great think. quarterback, and he definitely needs to be playing for a you know, a good offensive coach, but it's like, if the, the lions do roll with Jared Goff this year, um, you know, assuming they get some pieces cause they've got a bunch of like both their top receivers are uh, free agents, but like you could win some games with Jared Goff, but it's like, I think the question is we don't know what the lions plan is. So will brought that up about Osweiler last night. And I ran with it for the episode the, this morning. And then I said, John Dorsey was, you know, orchestrated that. But then somebody was like, he signed at the end of 2017. It was all, uh, uh, what, Sashi Brown? Oh, yeah, Sashi. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. That was the one thing. I looked it up to check. I was like, Dorsey, 2017 with the Browns. Osweiler traded 2017. I'm like, okay. But I didn't read enough into it. And I was like, God damn it. It was like immediately after I posted the video, some dude was like, it wasn't Dorsey. I was like, damn it. Oh, yeah. You, if you make any sort of mistake, and this happens all the time when I write a video for Adam, I get one thing wrong and it's in the comments within two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> There's always like, someone to jump all over you. And somehow it's like 13 minutes into the episode. And you're like, yeah. how'd you get two minutes into the episode and already figure out that mistake? <laughs> You son of a gun. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. But <laughs> so, you know, last week we were talking about Stafford would be smart for the Broncos to pursue. And apparently they did pursue it. So I think that's good. I think it shows that new GM George Payton already willing to explore, you know, ways to improve the team. And I, I believe Stafford would have been an improvement over Drew Locke. But then Cliss was reporting that well, I think he was trying to report that the reason the Broncos it didn't happen is because the Broncos didn't want to give up Drew Locke or they they really liked him. And he used some weird phrasing about the Broncos having a young core. And so I heard that the the Lions wanted Drew Locke and some of the young pieces the Broncos already have, which would have made sense for the Broncos to not want to give up. We're not going to give you like the ninth pick or co- our quarterback and these guys we just drafted who we want to build around, but the way it was written, I was like, maybe this is the Broncos trying to patch things up. So it sounds like they really weren't interested in trading drew lock and that they were more interested in, in trading the draft pick and bringing in Stafford, even though like if you were going to bring in Stafford, that's already like the signal to drew lock that we don't really believe in it. It's uh they're trying to avoid a Jay Cutler situation when they tried and failed to trade for yeah. Castle, which. Yeah. Like, and I also heard that, you know, the Rams just offered so much more than everybody else that the Lions were like, yeah, we're definitely taking this offer. Yeah. So I it wasn't 12 years later. I'm still trying to wrap my head around trying to trade for Matt Castle. Oh God. <laughs> it is pretty sad. There's like, I don't see anything. <clears throat> any tribute to Jerry Goff at all on Twitter, you know, it's all like 
Stafford you know, highlights, you know, right. him playing hurt. You don't see a single, like, no, nothing, nothing about Jared Goff getting them to the Super Bowl, well, you know, season three. And Jared all that. Goff's probably gotten closer to winning an MVP than Matthew Stafford has. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jared yeah. Goff has won three playoff games in his career, in a career that's like half as long as Stafford's been. Um, yeah, less, less than, than that. And yeah, it doesn't get any credit. And like, I know he plays for a, a good team that had a lot of pieces and, and really good coaching, but um, they're both number one overall picks. And if you look at the accolades, it's, it's golf by a mile at this point. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just like, um, it's one of those situations. And I think what we'll, we're going to find out, like Sean McVay gets way more credit than Jared Goff, Right. Um, yeah. And we don't Sean really McVay. know like how much of that's true. And Goff had two 4,600 yard seasons. Uh, one of those, his touchdown to interception ratio was like terrible, mm-hmm. but the Super Bowl run, like that was a legit season. He went toe to toe with Mahomes and one of the craziest Monday night games, you know, we got to watch and the Rams won. And even in the playoffs, like he just, he fucking played with a surgically repaired thumb, like a week. And I thought he played pretty well. And he was, he wasn't like lighting up the defense, but he was incredibly efficient as their quarterback. Like he wasn't making a ton of mistakes. He was moving the ball. It was like, if you want to credit him, that was a pretty gutsy performance that, uh, but for whatever reason, it feels like the Rams are going to be a lot better off saying all of that about him. It feels like they'll be better off with Stafford. Doesn't well, mean it's true, like but a, I think he just lulled in the middle of the season. You know, he did finish the season strong. I think he kind of felt the heat. You know, he's like, "Oh shit, my job's on the yeah. line." I think and like it, you know, those rumors were a lot. People weren't taking them serious when Walford started that playoff game. I think people kind of dismissed. You know, they're like, "Oh, Goff hurt his hand, so of course they're going to start the bag up." But um, it all—it was a, definitely a foreshadowing of what was to come. Right? They're going to move on. They're throwing it out there. Right. And, uh, but I do, I mean, McVeigh, I I think McVeigh is like a top five coach in the NFL. Don't you think? I think Stafford and McVeigh, they could do really big things, hopefully. He clearly uh, thinks he can win without first round picks. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, like he has old, been able like, to. Remember the old like point. Redskins team from the, like, the 60s or the 70s where they only yeah. had veteran yeah, it's they traded like all of their first rounders, basically all of their draft picks. So it, I think it worked for it worked for them for like that that decade. I wonder if it could. If it yeah, it, it, it's great um, until the NFL institutes a salary cap in the '90s, and you know, after uh, like you, you got the wage scale, and you don't have to pay uh, um, veterans as much as rookies. But now, yeah, I think does it make a ton of sense but it it seems to be working because he's just kind of like i guess he's the philosophy is he wants like superstars and like kind of nobodies that they find off the street that end up turning out to be pretty good yeah i think like the rams would be i think people would look at what they're doing maybe more impressively if they were handling their cap situation really well so like yeah like the chiefs (laughs) like yeah saying like we don't give a shit about the first round picks because we think we're going to be good we're going to be picking you know say the the bottom eight of the first round every year um 
that's fine. We'll wheel and deal those all day for however we want to see fit. But like they're projected to be 35 million over the cap right now for this next season. And they've had bad contract after bad contract that they've had to kind of move on from. So it's like, if they're doing, if they're doing that really well, then I would be like, yeah, I totally believe in the system. And I would agree with John. Like, it's just kind of cool to see a team do something in a different way instead of, it's just like the, you know, like the other way, I guess, is like stockpiling picks to try to rebuild your team. When did the new CBA, like, when did they have to renegotiate that? Do you know? Is it like 10 years from now? That was last offseason. So, yeah, it'll be. It's like 10 years or some shit. Yeah. Nine or 10 years. Maybe it's 11 years. I wonder if that's like, I wonder if some GMs just like abuse the system until they have to renegotiate it. You know, they just go into red until renegotiations and then they like kind of rebound everything after that could be i mean do you guys think so the salary cap's going to be down what like 10 percent this year yeah something like that it's a big yeah it's it's a lot do you think i'm thinking maybe if i'm a gm or if i'm a just a free agent an unrestricted free agent maybe the move is to just like seriously backload those contracts to make it work this season be like all right i'll take um you know, I'll take 10 million this year, but you're going to pay me 18 million next year or yeah. more than that, whatever. Maybe that, because otherwise, like you get a situation like in baseball where you got great players who don't get signed into like spring training. Yeah. Owners are, you know, being, being cheap and trying to drive the price down. Yeah. If I were a player, I think <clears throat> I would be much more open. Like, say if I, I were a healthy player, I'd be much more open to taking like a one-year deal this year and kind of banking one on myself and that the cap's going to go back up hopefully next season and that you can make probably a good chunk more if you just, you know, do a yeah. team-friendly. try to time it right. Yeah. Yeah. It might be like, that would be a good argument for it, I guess. I think the one last thing I wanted to say, like with McVeigh moving on from Goff, and that's kind of like crediting Goff a, a little bit because I don't, I don't know how many people are going to do that. I think probably the biggest thing is that McVeigh didn't see the progression from Goff that he probably wanted. Like uh, Goff's first like really good season there with McVeigh um, was a preview of what should have been like a stepping stone for the next season. He got better. And it seems like to me, it's just like, he just plateaued like, this is what Goff's going to be. And yeah, we can get back to the playoffs with him, but I want a guy who I think can be a top five quarterback in the league. And, you know, assuming even top 10. Yeah, exactly. Like Goff was always just going to be like between 10 and 20, right. As your type of QB, but um, that, that would probably be if like, they said there's frustrations between McVeigh and Goff. I'm assuming you would have to do with like, dude, you're just not getting better. <laughs> like I'm literally giving you these great plays in your ear. Now throw me 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns and win me a Super Bowl. Do you think Watson leaves? Like, I think he, I don't think he, do you think they move him? I don't think they want to move him. Um, I feel like his obviously. leverage is lessened as the day goes by your leverage is you you can have uh you can leverage leverage yourself into anything as long as you're willing to sacrifice uh x amount of dollars 
It's like yeah. Carson Palmer. And I think Carson Palmer like truly meant it when he said, I'd rather not play football than play for the Bengals. And I, I yeah. legitimately felt like he was at peace yeah. with that decision. Uh, and then, you know, the Raiders, like Jason Campbell gets hurt in the middle of the season and they, uh, they send a first and a conditional first for Carson Palmer in the middle of the, in the, of the 2011 season. And Mike Brown realizes finally, like, all right, we can't pass this up for a guy who's clearly like serious yeah. about just <clears throat> hanging it up. Yeah. I think if the Texans were serious about keeping Deshaun Watson, uh, they wouldn't have hired uh, McCulley, David McCulley. Culkin. Was it David Culley? <laughs> David McCulley Culkin? Like, I can't even remember the fucking name. Like, yeah. I don't think that shows – like, it's even – like, if they think that's the guy who's going to reshape the, the team and their plan is this Josh McCown is your future head coach thing, then they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And, of course, they're going to say they want Deshaun and they're not trading him. That helps their leverage. But the Texans might not have any intent on moving him, even though they could get a haul. Like Deshaun Watson's plan might just have to be like, once training camp starts, just say you're injured. Fines. No, show up and then be injured all the time. Like, Bird across. Yeah, just be like, no, my ankle's wrong. I can't play. Like, maybe, yeah, he and JJ Watt collide in the middle of the field. <laughs> to injure each other and yeah. that's, how, that's how we do it yeah watch just gotta say or, uh watson's just gotta say like his head my head's not right i've got a headache head injury yeah oh that's like yeah it's like how i get out of school in sixth grade <laughs> like head hurts sorry yeah oh what you know <laughs> like how is you can say whatever you want you know i uh fake so many stomach aches in i think kindergarten that like my mom took me like a stomach specialist before like <laughs> my parents learned that I just didn't want to go to school. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really remember it, but I just know that's the like, story. No, 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 mom. It's not that serious. It's only bad. It's, it's just bad enough uh, to the point where I need to stay home and watch movies. I heard from eight o'clock in the morning to 3 PM every day. <laughs> it's really weird. I was a pussy though. I was a, I was a sad pussy kid. Yeah, same. <laughs> Till I took karate class and learned to have confidence in myself. Yeah, how much? How often do you use your karate these days? Uh, I've never had to use it, but knowing that I can at any time. Yeah. That I went from like karate. I went I went from like having not enough confidence to having way too much confidence. <laughs> like I, I, there was no, there was not a good middle ground for me. Is this why you're uh, so into Cobra Kai? Uh, no, nah, it's just a, it's just a nostalgic sort of really cheesy show. Is that show good? Uh, it, yes and no. It's like, it's. I'm surprised. I heard it's on its third season. I'm like shocked. I was like, yeah, wow. it's really popular. It, it just leans into the cheesiness. And I think yeah. that's what makes it work. And also like Ralph Macchio and the guy who plays um, uh, uh, Johnny, like they're not good actors. Like <laughs> you could say they're actually pretty bad actors, but to me, like that makes it really fucking funny. It makes it more entertaining. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have this like weird storyline and it. Like oh, yeah. I was a huge Karate Kid fan and it works. And then you have like all these like teen actors so it's like this weird blend of this old show where they like 
they kind of have like an R-rated sense of humor. And then it's this weird like teen pop show that gets super corny and really bad at times. Uh, but if you're willing to like forgive those flaws, then it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Do they fight in every episode? Yeah, there's and there's lots of fighting. There's like oh, always man. like all these conflicts just turn into fist fights, which is pretty badass. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I, there's like a huge, it sounds like good, a good background show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While you're, while you're working. And there's like a serious market for that kind of entertainment. Yeah. You know, be half watching and still get the point. It's, it's funny because like, I remember the Karate Kid movies really well, but like in the, in the show Cobra Kai, they cut back to Karate Kid clips. Like, ah. I think like to of, show. Like, the original movie. Yeah, they use original movie oh, wow. footage like all the time. Like, but to the point where like they're just re they start re-showing like the same scenes over. You're like, we don't need to see this again. <laughs> we know how many times Daniel LaRusso kicks Johnny in the fucking face with a bad yeah. ankle. <laughs> so is like the main theme of Cobra Kai bullying? Because isn't uh, that like that's what I remember the most about all the karate kids? It's like it's all about bullying, right? Like a bunch of kids just ganging up on one guy. Yeah, but even re-watching the Karate Kids, like Daniel sort of antagonizes them sometimes and causes the trouble <laughs> to come his way. Just like this cocky kid, fish out of water no, story. No one, no, yeah, no one's altruistic anymore in yeah. movies. Everyone is flawed, right? Yeah. That's how no. life, real life is. And they, they do the flaws with the kids, but yeah, bullying is definitely a, a big theme in there. But then like the bullies get super badass at fighting. Or the kids who are bullied get badass at fighting and then they become the bullies. So <laughs> I was like you as a kid. Yeah. Just took one and a half years of karate and I started talking as much shit as I wanted at school. <laughs> Could back it up. Except for the fifth grader who slammed my head in the bus window. He didn't, he wasn't scared of my karate. <laughs> oh my and he didn't even have a beard back then to uh, cushion the, oh, the blow. No. no, he made me cry. <laughs> That was like the only time I really got bullied, though. Mm. Said my dad didn't have a dick. It was, uh, you know, he was mean. <laughs> what? I feel like you're living proof that your dad does have a dick. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, yeah, the logic doesn't check out. <laughs> Although I, I never rode a school bus as a kid. I feel like I missed out. Oh, uh, yeah. I missed out on some kind yeah, of... Yeah, me neither. My brother did. He would yeah. tell me all the stories, but I missed out. I rode yeah, my bike. Yeah, I did too. School. Yeah, I didn't just never uh i live too close to the school to need a school bus it's too spread out and suburban so but yeah, i probably would have just got like bullied a, anyway a ton of fights and yeah i mean i would have been doing the bullying obviously but uh <laughs> yeah. i would slamming kids heads in the bus windows <laughs> the this will this will wrap it up and then uh we'll talk about your coaching hire yeah. but our bus stop like i used to have to walk uh, like we lived on this in Pueblo West. So it was like this prairie town, but we were on the golf course. So I had to walk to the other side of the golf course and there's these giant weeds that grew there. So we built this fort out of weeds and uh, I drew a picture of the karate kid to bring so we could hang up in the weed fort <laughs> to, to look at before our bus came. So that's how much I liked the karate kid. <laughs> Which... Uh, speaking of Karate Kids, Draft Kings. Speaking of Karate Kids. We are one week away from the big game. 
Super Bowl 55, a game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. To finish off the football season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players a no-brainer of an offer. To celebrate football's finale, DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. That's right. All it takes is for one touchdown to be scored on Sunday night, and boom, your money is doubled. Sounds like a no-brainer. As if this game wasn't enough reason to party, with double the cash, you'll be celebrating till next season. Yeah, baby. Don't forget about DraftKings Big Game Prediction Challenge with up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs and instant prizes for everyone who enters the contest. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That's promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night's finale. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. Suck it, John and Will. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction slash challenge dash dfs for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 okay i have decided i'm going to gamble on the super bowl what's that i i've decided i am going to gamble on the super bowl what about you guys any interest uh maybe i would if i could if i how how are you gonna do it vpn uh maybe i'll funnel funnel it through through Either Brandon or my 91-year-old grandfather in Colorado Springs. There you go. One of the two. What am I doing with this money, Will? (laughs) Is this the birthday money you said I sent you? (laughs) Uh, Who do you think is going to win, John? If you're going to put money on it. Oh, my God. I think think Brady's going to win. It's hard to bet against Brady's going to win or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win. I think the Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Brady's are going to win. I think Blaine Gabbert's going to win. Yeah, baby. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I hate to say it, but I I feel like he's going to pull it out. Well, are you, are you rooting for the Chiefs? No, I'm not not rooting for anyone in particular, but I am. um, They've just been playing so well lately. And I, you know, I think the injuries to Casey's O line is not to, not to be taken lightly, you know, like yeah. if they can't run the ball and it can't protect Mahomes, <laughs> it's going to be big trouble, big, big trouble. And Tampa Bay's offense is like actually playing better than Casey's offense the last couple of games, in my opinion. Yeah. And I like, so, um, you know, I think the, the big thing too is the two tackles being out. Yeah. Huge. It's huge. We know, we know Mike Remmers to typically, uh, you know, not super reliable in the Super Bowl, historically speaking. Going back a few years. Von Miller worked him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> hopefully Shaq Barry does the same thing. Uh, he's going uh, to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Devin White and Levante David, I think, are two guys that I don't want to say like I trust them to cover Travis Kelsey because I don't think anyone's shutting him down, but they could totally limit him or just like jump in front of a pass at some point i think this like antoine winfield and and levante david and devin white they're all so just like nasty and and quick and just around the ball that i i feel more comfortable about um you know tampa bay's defense against the chiefs offense than than def, definitely than buffalo or cleveland 
Yeah, they match up well. The speed. Yeah. Which, like, still matching up well against the Chiefs means, like, giving up, like, 30 points. <laughs> yeah. But it's pretty yeah. much just tining up in the red zone, right? Like, yeah, they, like, you're going to give up yards, but you got to play. It's all, it's going to come down to situational football. The third and ones, the fourth and Yeah, you want to, you want to play them like the Broncos did in the regular season. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, let them drive down the field. Uh, it's hard to stop that, but then really, like, tighten up in the red zone. Yeah, because yeah, you can. Yeah, if you're not worried about like that deep threat over the top, which is where like Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs, you know, make a considerable living, um, you you isolate what they can do as an offense when you tighten down in the red zone. So as long as like that's where you play disciplined defense, uh, then you can win. And the Bucks can definitely do that with their front and you know having two good linebackers because the Bucks' liability might be their safety position as both, you know, Jordan Whitehead and uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. are hurt. And I think Whitehead's a stretch to play. Winfield probably will. But, like, even if he's, if he's say, like a half step slower that, against Tyreek Hill, that's a problem. So then, like, the, the concern is, you know, as long as you're not giving up those touchdowns over the top, uh, you can give up big plays as long as you tackle them before they actually score and maybe get a couple stops that way. But it could be it's it could be a really fun game as far yeah. as like I also think if A B is healthy, oh man, it, it could be really he looks scary. doubtful of the play as well, I believe. Yeah, because his knee looked really it didn't look good in the New Orleans game. But if he <clears> I wish he was healthy because it would be much more fun if he was healthy. I don't know, like I still think you know, you you take out AB last week, and what do you get in his place? Like Scotty Miller running fifty yards down the field, catching a bomb at the end of yeah, the half. Scott, like I think the fastest guy, the fastest guy on the field. Yeah. Their top Miller. four, correct. Their top yeah. four receivers are really, really good without Antonio Brown. Yeah, and like Miller and Johnson kind of make up for I think the production you get with one AB. Um, it's so like it's so sad. Like I really don't want to see either team win. And if the Bucks had any quarterback but Brady, I'd be rooting for Mike Evans. I'd be rooting for Bruce Arians. I'd be rooting for Shaq Barrett. I love that they've got like some rookie young guys playing well. Hell, I would even want to see Indomitian Sue hoisting up the, the Super Bowl trophy. You know what I mean? Like there's so many guys on the Bucks I would want to root for. I would be would rooting for Scotty Miller to look faster than Tyreek Hill. You know yeah. Do you hate him more now that he's not a Patriot? I hate you him, the same. him. You don't respect them a little bit. You don't like like him a little bit more. No, no. I think I think him leaving the Patriots when they needed him the most was fucking cowardly, <laughs> cowardice. What a that's, what that's a, a great dick. spin. Yeah. yeah, my opinion on Brady has like softened over the. I used to, you know, I was like you. I hated him a lot, but yeah. now I actually kind of like him. I wouldn't say I like him. I would say like I've just gotten used to it. Like I've accepted, I've accepted it. Yeah. So I probably don't actually harbor, I don't harbor any real football hate anymore. Uh, yeah. Just because it's. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy what he's doing though. You got you have to. Admit. Oh no! I, like him playing at this level at his age is insane. It I'll definitely give him credit for that. Um, but like you know, he's playing the same average football and getting a ton of production. <laughs> overrated gets more credit than he deserves 
throws three fucking interceptions in a playoff game, still wins. You know, that's uh, that stuff. That's all that ever bothered me about him. Mm -hmm. That's what it boils down to. It is I just don't think he's as good as he gets credit for. Yeah, I think that's a a fair argument. Same thing I say about Patrick Mahomes every single day of my life. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe you'll be proven right. Maybe one day when Brady and Mahomes have literally all of the passing touchdown records and they're both retired, we can enjoy football again. Seriously, when is Brady going to retire? At what point? Is he going to have to suck so bad that he can't get a starting job anymore? Is that the point where he hangs it up? I feel like he might get a hit before that. He might get a hard hit. Who knows? Maybe we could have it in this game and we can get that Blaine Gabbert MVP. That's the ultimate. Brady. He's really good at he's really good at like uh falling down before he gets hit. Oh yeah. Manning <laughs> was good at that too. Yeah. But all right, John, Brandon Staley, you got a new head coach for the Chargers. Yeah. Not the guy mm-hmm. you wanted, but now that you've had some time to digest this hiring, what are your thoughts? I think it's uh, pretty exciting i think it's a departure from like the past five uh, head coaching hires so that's really cool it's like something really brand new and i'm kind of excited to see what you know how different things will be i feel like he won't anthony anthony lynn made the biggest mistake in hiring like his friend like his like longtime friends to like work for him right and like in when it came to making a decision about them he like he made it way too late right it kind of affected his he didn't it affected his judgment and so i'm hoping staley doesn't you know because he's a young guy he hasn't he doesn't have those ties and he's kind of fighting he wants to like he sounds more like a trailblazer than you know a a coach's coach like he's like oh i'm just gonna hire all my buddies he sounds like a dude who is trying to build something bigger than what it is a big picture guy yeah makes sense i I think seems like a more intelligent approach it's more everything sounds more strategic already whereas the other way the (laughs) anthony linway is like okay we everyone knows what to do we're just gonna keep on doing it encourage everyone right whereas daily is more cutting it sounds more cutting edge so it's more sexier for sure we'll see if it actually works out yeah he seems like a an offensive coordinator in a or yeah he's he kind of talks and like looks like an offensive coordinator but he's a he's a defensive guy, which is feels kind of rare. Yeah, he but he's like he's quarterback in college, so like Ooh. he's got like a good, I think, well-rounded knowledge to to do it. Yeah, like a defensive the... guy who's an offensive guy. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah, no, I think it might be like we might look back a couple of years and see that hiring as kind of like the under the radar, really good hiring of the off season. Um, sometimes like, I mean, what was he like with the Broncos? Do you, is he like, he was there for so, such a, he was the outside linebackers coach. So yeah, I mean, we had good, we had good outside linebackers. <laughs> so I think it was Chubb's rookie year and Von Miller was, is when mm-hmm. he was there. Right. Yeah. So Chubb's best really season. Von Miller played pretty well. Like, um, but yeah, I don't. I fucking forgot he was even a Broncos coach until I then remembered. Honestly, what what reminded me was um, he was on NFL Network, and he was had just like one eyebrow raise. I was like, that dude looks like young Jack Nicholson. 
I was like, oh, that is the guy I said looks like John. And then I've already had like the image photoshopped <laughs> together. I like that oh, so I tweeted out like me. two years prior. I was like, oh, that's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> so now you've been covering the NFL that long where like you kind of just forget who you yeah. made jokes about, you know? Okay. I've probably made the same jokes so many times unintentionally. <laughs> that's uh, doing it for a long time, drinking alcohol every week uh just your brain it don't work the way it used to yeah we hired a uh, ronaldo hill as our dc he played for the broncos now he uh, did for a little bit yeah not, i think he's kind of past his prime at that at that point but um yeah he's he's a good defensive backs coach for us you need a who's the oc the OC is uh, oh Vince Lombardi's grandson, ah. Joe Lombardi. Is he young too? He's like thirties, upper thirties, forty, maybe forty. That's that's nepotism if I ever saw it. <laughs> totally. Yeah, you know Sean McVay hired Wade Phillips, so he had that one old season veteran coach. So I was kind of hoping he would do the same thing because Staley does run a thirty-four defense. Yeah, you know who he could have hired. Ooh. Lots of head coaching experience, older than him, Adam Gase. <laughs> Good lord! As the OC, oh my god, that would be the the kiss of death. Oh, that that reminds me. I think uh, like if you ever want to argue why you think Peyton Manning's better than Tom Brady, it's because he made Adam Gase look like a good coach. Yeah. Boom. Argument over. He also Argument lied. <laughs> He also lied to to get him a head coaching recommendation. Yeah, he lied for Adam Gates. That had to be just a bald faced lie, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know you you know you talk up your friends, people you like you talk them up. Yeah. He also, yeah. I mean, Manning got Caldwell hired in Detroit. They should have stuck with it, but <clears throat> which is funny because now Stafford like. I, in the Deshaun Watson episodes I've done, like the Patriots always get brought up as a possibility. And I've said multiple times, like he's not going to the Patriots. Like he's a guy like that's not going to want to go play for the organization that has sent over the pieces that he is unhappy with. And yeah, so and seeing, sent them back and like ordered them back with Matt Patricia. Yeah. And like, so, you know, Houston has Nick Casario was, uh, came over from New England. Easterby came over from New England. Like he, that's what he hates. He's not going there. And so to see that Stafford said, the only place I won't go is New England, I think gives some truth to like the people coming out of there. They, they try to replicate that sort of attitude and environment and it doesn't work. And now the real question is going to be like, is that shit going to work without Tom Brady there? Like, unless you're going to get, you know, consistent, great production from your offense and quarterback position, like the Patriots had for so long, like they're going to deal with what like the Broncos have dealt with after Manning, where you go from this place where anybody would play for to like, nobody wants to come be a fucking Bronco now. Like, unless they're getting money, that's better than other places to go. Like people were coming to play with Peyton Manning. So it's a whole new challenge. The, the funny thing with that is like, I looked at the the tweet where I, I don't know who said it, but, or whoever it was going like, I think it was 
Tom Curran, like the local Patriots guy, saying Stafford was fine being traded anywhere except New England. And all the replies were like, oh, I guess he doesn't like winning. Guess he's not interested in winning a Super Bowl. It's like, you guys went fucking six and 10 last year. Yeah. And your number one uh, receiver is Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Tell me, <laughs> tell me who would want to um, play there. Yeah. I mean, I understand, though. I think as a Broncos fan, I, I held on to, to the illusion that. <laughs> well, after we went five and 11, I don't think any of us were, uh, no. you know, thinking they went, like that anymore. They went nine and seven with Simeon, right? That mm-hmm. year after Osweiler. Wait, no, Simeon. Uh, Paxton Lynch. They had Paxton mix. Then it went from nine and seven to seven and nine. He was like a steep drop off five and 11 after oh, nine and seven. Yeah. It was yeah. Uh, sobering. I feel like a Chargers fan now. But that's why the Stafford thing made sense to me. Yeah. You have that long history. You got to make a big change up. That's what the Chargers did. Like after the Ryan Leaf thing, we went through like six, seven different quarterbacks yeah. until Breeze. Just got to really? make a big move, I feel like. At a certain point, but I guess those were all big moves in hindsight, right? In the moment, like a pack, like drafting Paxton Lynch was kind of considered, yeah, they traded up, it just didn't pan out. Yeah, sometimes it's better to not get what you think you want. Paxton Lynch always is better that that way, always is better that way. How, like, it's super rare to like intentionally get a player and it work out, right? It like almost never happens, very rare. Yeah, I mean, I think it's – I'd say it's like uh, 50-50-ish maybe. Depends. You're talking draft. You're talking free agent deals. Um, I think the oh, draft is way uh, – way. I think it's way less likely to get a good player than in free agency because you don't get a choice. So if you don't get your draft – you know, you don't – you're – stuck to a, the, your draft position right we're a free agent yeah there's there's a greater there's a greater bubble of uncertainty with the mm-hmm. draft like free agency you have a nfl sample size that you're able to evaluate um yeah but the always, risk is almost uh the risk is pretty high there too because you have to pay um you know like an established nfl price for an established guy and at that point, like there's still the chance that they don't pan out and then you got the price tag yeah, uh, yeah. to deal with there. Whereas with the draft, like it used to be a big deal. That's why, you know, teams were uh, interested in trading out of the first pick pretty often um, because you had to pay them like, you know, as much as yeah. you had to pay them like a, like a oh, I forgot. Yeah, like the Sam quality, quality free agent. And now there's just not that much risk attached to it. Yeah, it used to be bad. Poor teams didn't want to pay t- yeah. <laughs> for those high draft picks. Right. And then the the wage scale. And Sam Bradford's a rich, rich, rich man. man. Yeah. NFL hero, really. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Him and uh, Chase Daniel. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> the Chase Daniel thing. It, that's, it really is. Like, it's the best existence possible to be uh to be an nfl backup yeah that's the dream Mm -hmm. a backup quarterback i wish i had trained hard enough to become an nfl quarterback but not a starter (laughs) yeah (laughs) just good enough yeah i would have liked i would have liked to be a punter i think 
Ah, that's a lot of pressure too, though. Not as much as a kicker. Yeah, but a kicker you can you like you can be become beloved. Yeah. I guess maybe I'd rather be kicking field goals than holding field goals. I feel like snapping. Snapping would be tough. Holding for the snaps on field goal, I feel like is more it's like there's a greater chance of fucking that up than kicking it in my yeah. mind. I'm not saying that's true. You don't want but... to pull a Romo, you know? That's like yeah. the worst case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catch this ball and then get it on the ground and just have your finger touching it. It's like a weird <laughs> thing. Like kicking it, you're like, yeah, I'm fucking blasting my leg as hard as I can towards this little odd shaped yeah. ball. Sometimes it's not going to go totally. where I want it to. Often do you, yeah, and how can you, like, you need someone who can hike the ball to practice holding it, right? Too. Like, you need another person to practice it. Yeah. Like, you can't just, like, oh, oh hey, honey, can you practice, <laughs> you know, can you snap me some snaps? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't really, like, get a jugs machine either. You can't even get your son. You gotta get like a, a dude who can do incredibly it. difficult. Yeah, it used to be like that was the backup quarterback's job was holding the kid. Yeah, and then it switched to punters at some point. Jake Plummer was the starting quarterback, and he used to hold. That's right. Which is smart. Like if the guy's got to get up and throw it ever, even though like it never pans out. Yeah. I guess it's smart. Like it sounds like a nice idea, but they realize these situations never play out right even if we have a quarterback throwing it so uh, it's always a because like yeah if you pull a romo you just look way worse than you should <laughs> right it's like oh just put someone else in there yeah well, i never <laughs> understood why they ne- didn't they don't put like uh wide receivers back there they've got the best hands yeah. best hands. Faster. yeah exactly. oh, and if they got to get up and run yeah 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 maybe we maybe we're on to something let's do cutting edge kj hamler holding punts and uh uh, 2021. If I were the Chargers, I would put Austin Eckler back there as your uh, your punt holder. I just want, I want hands, someone with like fast. super long arms that's just gonna like even if the punts like way out or the snaps way out here, just gonna go grab it then bring it back. <laughs> your six four, it's like Calvin Johnson back there holding. Yeah, yeah. Like I put like Cortland Sutton Allen back there. Yeah. Super super long wingspan. Great hands. I think we just uh, solved a massive problem. Yep. <laughs> Huge problem in the NFL is uh, holders. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I think we talked enough today. Uh, make sure you follow at bolts underscore blitz on Twitter, especially if you want chargers, tidbits, stats, facts, putting a lot of good info up there, John. Yeah. Just, you know, things that I think about throughout the day that I just need to vomit out. <laughs> it doesn't stay Sorted thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming back. Uh, we'll have you. We'll have you more. Will and I are going to run out of shit to talk about in about two weeks. Very soon. Very soon. Um, check out the. What do you guys talk about after the football season is basketball, free agency, the draft, oh, still football. Yeah, yeah. Then it gets really tricky. <laughs> a little bit of XFL last time. Don't have that. I know. Oh, I wish the XFL. I loved the XFL when it was around. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was like I was getting more XFL views than NFL views last year. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I well, missed it, it more than anybody. Trust me. It did have yeah, a lot of juice. I was surprised. Yeah. And, and like they did, I felt like they did less like goofy stuff because like the first time around they had like that blimp 
they tried to like crash an actual NFL game with that blimp and stuff. They tried to like, <laughs> control the NFL. I think they did it right this time, but hopefully yeah. they can bring it back. The Rock. If they'll be snow, back in 2022, that's the plan. With the same yep. teams and everything, same franchises. There'll be some. It's not all of them. I don't even remember the <sighs> names of the teams at this point. Oh, you got the Dude, Battle you Hawks. Like, you got the a- Vipers. You got the <laughs> Defenders. You got the Guardians. You got the you got Hawks. A- no, Hot Shots was AAF. AAF, yeah. I like the AAF. That was good, too. But they just start over on the team names. So bad. <laughs> Battle Hawks. Defenders. It is crazy they got Bob Stoops to come out of retirement. Just the coach team. <laughs> you know, crazy. like yeah. some of the coaches they got was ridiculous. When you think of I was like, damn, they got some real talent, like real yeah. coaching. So yeah, like, you guys... was like with Bill Cower this time. <laughs> oh, that was... <laughs> you guys had Pep Hamilton. He was uh yeah, the defenders exactly. head coach, right? Yeah, he was great. He's a great teacher. Yeah. Where's he now? I, mean, he he made... an OC I don't job. think he got hired yet. I think uh, he's still interviewing. He'd probably get an OC job somewhere. Yeah. He should. Yeah, he's been around forever. He'd probably get a head coaching job. Yeah, Pep's like a Maybe. cool name, too. Pep's a great name. Yeah. Maybe it's Pep not a great name for the leader, but who knows? What's the saying? What's the short for? Pepper? Gotta Pepper be Pepper. <laughs> Pepper Don. Pepperito. Pepperoni. Hey, my little Pepperito. Yeah, I hope uh, Lombardi is good because it would suck for Vince, you know, the namesake if he yeah. like was terrible. Yeah, you have, to win. you have to win at least one, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? That's so much pressure. Like, I don't know. It's my I hope he can handle it. His, his first in Detroit was pretty bad. <laughs> He's not a good track record. Well, <laughs> he got fired into his him. second season. In the middle of the second season, they fired him. So that is Chargers. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have kept the other guy, Shane Steichen. I saw a tweet about uh uh the Philly Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff looking like dude perfect. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, they kind of do. That's pretty fun. That was a, that was a rough press conference, but um, then again, like yeah. Mount Florida, terrible press oh. conference too. Yeah, no, it we was all have brain parts. What what made it rough is like you can kind of like you know mince your words a bit and stumble through it. People will be like, "All right, you know, it's nerves or whatever." But he was he was just talking about like not making mistakes and being better and being. It was like what he was saying, what he was trying to say. You needed to to say eloquently and. Just yeah. that's what made it so that like really, noticeably bad. I think so we're really, not gonna that, make a mistake. Uh. The whole press conference reminded me of my like one of my first job interviews I ever had was for like this graphic artist position at my school. But I uh, I was printing out my resume before the interview, but it was I was running late. I was like I showed up like ten minutes late to the interview, and he was like, "Oh, so what are your strengths?" I was like, "Oh, I'm prompt." <laughs> that was like the first thing, and he started laughing. He like laughed in my face. I was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said, you know, I just wasn't thinking, you know, I was just like, okay, like, you know, I already had all these questions already answered in my mind and I didn't yeah, take account. Yeah, call an audible at that point. You know, like, I totally, I'm like, oh my God, like, I felt so stupid, you know, and I totally bombed the interview after that, but I totally, I was like, oh, I've totally been there, like, just kind of just brain farting, just all downhill from there, couldn't recover. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't have to interview with Brandon. <laughs> 
You're hired. What are your strengths? I don't Nothing. care. How cheap are you willing to work for? Sign. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Job interviews rough. I don't. I you know, if someone goes up there for with a press conference and and just totally you know farts out their mouth, I get it. It happens. Yeah. Different guy in the locker room. I bet. Yeah, it's like, and you're like in front of. I mean, he's like, there were like no reporters there too. So I wonder if it would have gone better with people there as opposed to just a empty box. Yeah, probably. I'll, I'll leave you with this, this question. What, what do you feel better about Nick Sirianni's press conference or Dan Campbell's press conference? <laughs> oh, big question. You got one guy speaking very confidently, just saying some batshit crazy stuff. You've got another guy. It sounds like he's fucking terrified to be a head coach, uh, <laughs> but not saying anything weird. <laughs> like, yeah. Which one gives you more confidence as a fan? Dude, Sirianni reminds me of McCoy, Mike McCoy. Like he's like just oh. another cookie cutter version of him. Interesting. At least Campbell, at least he's played the game. You know, you can respect him. Yeah. Can't... Players like that. Players like player coaches. I don't know. It's Campbell might be time. all right. If you go down with like Campbell, at least you went down biting, biting caps, biting kneecaps, <laughs> yeah, sucking weenuses, mm. chewing on epidermises, sucking a ween, biting a cap. Go Owen sixteen, making low. <laughs> I mean, bad. if they if they don't get good QB play, the Lions could go Owen sixteen. Like that defense yeah. was bad. Anyway, I was re- I was rewatching some of the YouTube, like you know how there's a bunch of YouTube videos on the O and sixteen, the O and sixteen Lions. Right. And I forgot like John Kitna was like played for them and like Orvlov. I was like, damn, they had some really bad quarterback play. It's Dan Orvlovsky running out of the back of the end zone. John That's Kitna, the other bro. Imagine John Kitna as your quarterback. He would be perfect for the Texans right now. John Kitna. <laughs> Yeah, because of the whole, like the Christian thing, you know, like that's uh, oh, I feel like yeah. they're prioritizing that, you know what I mean? That's, they want, yep, followers. yeah, that does explain why McCown is there uh, because McCown, you know, he leads Bible study, you know, Brandon, you know, you've been exposed, yeah, he's very anti masturbation. <laughs> wow, oh, yeah, that's right, the masturbation yeah. clip, yeah, I forget about that with old McCown. Mm-hmm. Should yeah, I think there is like, like this slight like underlying religious thing going on with yeah. the Texans. Well, that's the problem yeah. with with the people. you know. Yeah, we've got a we got to, a blood situation on our hands. And I don't know how you get rid of something like that. It's really hard. It's the really polling pin. <laughs> <laughs> Not advocating for that. <laughs> it's a joke. Al McNair strikes Easterby with bowling pin. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so fascinating. It's such a fascinating story how one guy can just do all that. Yeah, no, it's it. It really is. It makes me want to get into the uh, tricking NFL uh, owner business. <laughs> like it shows, like yeah, if you have a lot of charisma, dude, you can like you can do anything in the world. If you know, if you have, yeah, believe you, man. That's all it is, dude. That's like ninety percent. That's yeah. why Brandon is where he is. He's higher. Yeah, I mean. You're hiring other people to do the work anyways. I got the wrong kind of charisma. <laughs> I, I don't have the salesman in me, you know? 
Look, you know who, let me tell you something. I'll be rooting for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl because those motherfucking fans buy merch. They are outselling Buccaneers fans on my t-shirt gimmick. Like really? 10 to 1. <laughs> Let's see here. We got, we've so, I've, I've sold 108 what? Chiefs, 108 Chiefs shirts, 12 Bucks shirts. Damn. Wait, what so, kind of logo are they? Do you make the logo? Yeah, I had a I had it designed, but it was a baby goat and goat. Uh-huh. So Bucks fans have to buy the goat shirt, and I'd root for the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Chiefs fans got to buy baby goat, and uh-huh. uh, Chiefs fans crushing them by almost a hundred <laughs> orders. Hey. Um, you should do it per capita, though. Yeah, because then the Buccaneers are probably up. Do you see like the same fan base, like the Steelers, Packers, you know, Chiefs? Like those are like traditionally the stronger fan bases, no? The Raiders. Like show up? Yeah. They just buy merch or like just anything. Show up, slap, everything. People who watch the show are, uh, it's all over now, really. Um, But Chiefs fans show up. Like Packers fans, probably not as much because Tom Grossi is out there. So like they already got like a dedicated Packers guy. Uh, Eagles fans were showing up when they were on their Super Bowl run. There's a lot of Vikings fans, I feel like. Um, Oh yeah, you kind of forget about the Vikings. Yeah. Vikings and the Broncos, they (laughs) occupy like, you know, the Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. Like you kind of just forget about that, right? Like, you're like, oh damn, that's a lot of, that's a lot of mass. Yeah. Teams in the South don't really show up. East Coast, it's kind of like hit or miss. Bills fans showed up. Bills fans were good. Um, yeah, it's yeah, just, it's, it's cyclical. Day. It's like which teams are playing better, all that shit. But, yeah. um, you know, you find out which fan bases have the best sense of humor, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Um, anyway, that's it. Good night and good luck. John Elway never had an ACL. Pigskin fans. Fans of the pigskin, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway worth up to $55 million in prizes. Up for grabs. All you need to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl Prediction Challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. So download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code DNVR to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code DNVR now. And enter the free $55 million Super Bowl Challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for detail. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.